Hi guys, it's Vicky and this is Zone 7 and today I'm talking to Megan. Um, I found you through TikTok. Yes. Through your page. You're doing a play with your sister, right? Yes, Called I cortisol. am. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about that. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, we've written a play called Cortisol um, and yeah, it's a two-hander. Um, I suppose we started writing it because we're both actors and writers and uh, even though this is the first play we've written, we've done short films and stuff, but we just were getting a little bit frustrated and we're like, you know what? We've got stories we want to tell. Yeah. Um, so we were like, let's write a play, <laughs> um, which is actually a lot harder than we thought initially. Yeah. Like we started writing this play maybe two and a half, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started off being like so broad. It was like four people. Um, it touched on like so many different things. It was just really like generalized. Yes. And I suppose the idea of what we wanted to write about, we were kind of thinking like, what do we both relate to? Mm-hmm. I'm 26 now and Shannon's 24. And I think we both just felt like really lost in our 20s. Yeah. And like the amount of people that were like, oh, this is the best years of your life. Like enjoy it. And I was yeah. like, I've never felt so anxious in my whole life. <laughs> yeah. So that was like the starting point for like what we wanted to talk about and I we spoke to like maybe five or six friends each and asked them like how do they feel in their 20s and everyone was feeling the same way yeah yeah so um that's where the story came from and now it's so it's a two-hander but it deals with like one girl's story Sam and I think we it was mad like we found that the more specific of the story we were telling mm-hmm. the more like universally relatable it became yeah, yeah. so like I play an older version of the one character and Shannon plays a younger version. So it goes back and forth um, dealing with like, you know, how our younger self and our older self come together and how stuff that happens when we're younger can affect the kind of person we are now. So yeah. I'm so glad A, other people feel like this, yeah. but B, they're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also your relationship with your sister. I feel part of like growing up has been rediscovering my built-in best friend, my mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. And like teenage years, you, I don't know if you've experienced this. How many sisters do you have? There's a few. Yeah. yeah. So there's, I'm the oldest of four girls. Yeah. So chaos in my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we used to kill each other. I don't know about you, but like yeah. we did not get on. Like I probably got on best with my youngest sister because there yeah. was such a big age gap. Yeah. Whether Shannon, who I co to play with now, like we just, I think because there, like, there's only a year and a half between us. So we used to fight all of the time. Yeah. And now, like, she genuinely is my best friend. So it's, yeah, it's so lovely, like, that we get to, and I suppose as well, like, this career, like, as an actor, as a writer, as a creative in general, I think Mm. is so lonely. And I think it's so important to have people that really support you and really have your back. And I have really good people around me as well, besides Shannon, but Shannon really is the person that I know, you know, she supports me 100%. And you need people like that. Yeah, and it's... We're so lucky to have sisters, I think, because we, oh God, we spent our teenage years just at each other's throats yeah. constantly. And I think we just turned around one day and it was like, I can trust that you always want the best for me. Mm-hmm. And you can trust that I will do anything for you. What has it been like? I mean, you spoke a little bit about how you've been writing this play for ages, but what was that process like of going back in and you know, redeveloping things that maybe you thought at one point were finished or you were happy with. Yeah, it, like it's been such a long journey, but I'm I'm so happy that we've taken so long with the play. Mm-hmm. Like we're both very like 
as people where I'm very much so like let's get just get this done let's just do this and then move on to the next thing and Shannon's the same and I, I think that's probably because the industry is so immediate and things need yeah. to be happening all of the time and you feel guilty if you decide to take a little break or which you shouldn't like yeah. I'm trying to really focus like and pay attention to the fact that like this is my job yeah and not my life but it's really hard I think as a creative to like distinguish the two yeah so um when we first started writing it like when it was four people um we we did like a draft and we're like yeah yeah that's good now you know good to go and um I then we realized quickly you know from like even pe- we got people to read the play that had written plays before um and just like really considering each scene and yeah. someone said to us um at one of our retreats we did in September you know they said I'm so glad that like you didn't do this show now I'm yeah. so glad you took the time to do it as a reading because you really get to hear the words and I feel like we now know this story inside out and like it means so much to us and we didn't just throw it together you know, and that works for some people, but just the, I think this play specifically because I think it means so much to us and it yeah. touches on so much that we relate to. Yeah. That I I've loved the process of like taking the time to really, um, you know, go through each scene. Even I remember seeing this quote. I think Shannon sent it to me, and it was like every word or like every sentence should be important to your yeah. play or your TV show or your music. You know, there should be a reason for why you're saying it. And I think now there is a reason for for yeah. everything. I saw this thing where it was like, write books, movies, plays, mm. as if an A-level student somewhere is gonna have to dissect it and they need to find a quote that will match the question <laughs> to answer it. So put meaning into everything or at least I understand how every piece of information you give your viewer, your reader, will fit into a bigger story for them. Yeah. And like, don't just fill stuff in. I feel like a first draft is like, I wanna talk about this, this and this. And then the rest of it, you're filling it in mm, mm, almost. Mm. Um, but that's such a important thing to know. We live in such a consumerist society oh, with I like know. China out oh, yeah. constantly. And so it's, I feel a real rebellion of that to take your time with something, even if it might cost you. Did you feel like you were at odds with your sister or like you were always agreed on stuff throughout right yeah. now? Like, we definitely had moments of I suppose maybe not disagreement, but so how we wrote the play basically was we started during COVID. Mm. So we were together, like Shannon came home from New York and I came home from London. So we were home and like, it was amazing what you get done when you're together in the same space. So we got a lot done, like it was really um, productive. But then uh, when COVID was like, you know, whittling away, I went back to London, Shannon went back to New York. So we were on Zoom a lot of the time. So it's just harder to write yeah so I felt felt that maybe I'd write a scene and Shannon would edit it or Shannon would write a scene and I'd edit it and sometimes she'd be like Megan what is that I'd be like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) or you know it'd be the same but I think like we so respect each other's opinions and views that it was never like never thought about it but we'd be like okay yeah I really I see where coming from yeah let's change that or you know and there were probably some moments where I was like, no, no, I really think this section should stay. And then we'd talk about it. And to be fair, like we get on the best when we're working. It's crazy. We yeah. It just works really well. You've got a common goal, right? It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel with creation, you have to be so open to other people's opinions. Absolutely. Yeah. How have you found trying to perform your play? Has that been almost like a series of rejections or highs and lows? Yeah, it's been mad. So like we... So basically we have done 
three readings of it. Um, We did a reading, which I didn't realise like is such a important process to like putting on a play. So we did a reading in New York in May at the Irish Repertory Theatre with Origin Theatre Company. And I remember we were like, this group's not ready. Shannon Shannon was like um, the artistic director of that company, Origin, Mick Malamfi. He got on Shannon and was like, we're doing this thing called plays in May. Like, would you like to do a reading of Courtesal? And I was like, no. (laughs) Because <laughs> I, I sometimes to my detriment, I'm like, no, we have to wait until it's like ready. Yeah. But nothing is ever ready, really. And I think yeah. the point was to get a feel of how audiences responded to it. And it was going to be like mainly an American audience with, I think it, it was in an Irish theatre. So we did have some Irish audiences as well. And um, so, yeah, so I think doing that was like mad because we had no idea what to expect. And I think when you've been working on something for so long, just the two of you, there's times when we're like, this is great. And then there's times where we're like, what? What is this? What have what, we done? What him? have we done? Why have we wasted <laughs> so much time? Yeah. What is this? Um, but honestly, like the reaction we got from doing that first reading in May, we were like, okay, you know, this we, yeah, like uh, this, there's something special here. And I, I think why it's special is because it's come from such a personal place. Yeah. Um, and then we did uh, a reading in September, two readings in Cork. Um, we got selected to be part of this thing called a Catalyst program. Mm-hmm. So we did like a week's development, um, and then performed it in the Cat Club in Cork. And yeah, it was an amazing experience. Again, like I suppose that was different because it was like a lot of our friends and family. But it was great. You know, the response was, the response has been amazing. You know, like we got such. There's one message we got from someone that I just keep sharing with people. I'm like, this just is why we wrote the play. Like she said. It's so comforting to know that my shit, shit doesn't have to be as ugly as it feels. Yeah. And I was like, that's why we wrote it. And if if one person feels less alone and more seen, you know, without sounding like, but that's genuinely why we wrote it. And so the response that way has been great. And now we're applying for funding to put the show on. Yeah. To full production. So again, like it's a process and it, like it's kind of going to probably be another few months um, before that happens. But... Hopefully the funding gods are in our favour. And um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so much about as a creative getting your stuff done is the funding bit, isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. Because yeah. as an industry, all of the money is focused in one very specific bit. I think all of the strikes speak mm, to that. Mm, is, absolutely, is, yeah. And if those people aren't willing to then give back some of that money in terms of funding, in terms of you know getting projects mm, off the ground, mm. It's so stifling because there's so much great stuff out there. Do you find that sometimes it feels like you're almost climbing a impossible mountain? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think and I, I think in a way it's great. Like we live in an age now where we can create stuff and there is the internet. Yeah. As scary as the internet is and as like, yeah, as dangerous as it can be, I do think there is a platform there to be used. And I think even with our TikTok, you know, to be honest we just started that to reach out to more people that were in their 20s and I think it's just proven that like you know people they're everyone's feeling the same way Mm. um but even with the play you know we were like let's just put it on for like you know a thousand pounds or a thousand euro or whatever and let's get all our our savings together and to be fair we have an amazing producer Saif come on board and she was like you can do it but like you have to think of like as well the longevity of it and I think we've made short films on zero budget like Shannon and I and we set up a production company called Mesh Productions so we've done short films on nothing (laughs) but I think with this play 
it just means so much to us and we just yeah. want to we, we're just deciding to wait and to give it the time yeah. and the funding and the space to to bring it to life um the way we the way we want to for this but we've done stuff on no budget and I think you know you have to as a yeah. as a creative and you have to start making your own work you have to almost show your potential and get your vision out there I mean you've put in so much time and so much effort it'd be such a shame to like whiz through the last yeah bit. exactly do you feel like you've worked on projects alongside cortisol that have almost given you those mini serotonin breaks yeah. so you can keep going yeah absolutely like like I've been so lucky this year I am um, I wrapped on a feature film again it was an independent feature film um a box so was, I trained as a boxer which was an amazing yeah. experience um and Shannon and I are also writing course on into a tv show so oh, nice we've now finished the play yeah. I mean there's all there's definitely going to be little bits that are going to be fixed here and there um but I think we're now like putting our energy into that yeah um yeah you need something else because otherwise it's like there is no end yeah it's almost like route 66 yeah you just keep going yeah it's horizon yeah no one behind you no one in front of Literally, you we're, yeah and I, I guess that's why you're so lucky to have your sister along because yeah. it keep it's a reality check because inevitably you're two different people you'll be at two different stages in your journey it was only in august Shannon like had this I don't think she'll mind saying it but like had this project that she had worked on for months mm. and the whole thing like went bankrupt yeah. basically and I was like oh my god this is so hard like how how emotionally are you supposed to be able to do this like yeah. and I think we both had a moment of like is this actually what can we do this like emotionally was the main thing I was like am I strong enough to to power mm. through and then we both just were like no we love that like there's nothing else we want to do so like I definitely think if I didn't have Shannon, I mean, I don't know would I not be doing it, but it definitely helps to have someone there and to, to be like, Shannon, I'm really stressed and I don't know why, what am I doing with my career? And she's like, it's okay. And then, you know, yeah. we, we, we are that person for each other. So absolutely, like you need someone, you need someone yeah. to be completely honest with, especially in this industry, because it can be so yeah yeah hard Are all of your sisters creatives or has one gone really rogue and become a doctor yeah, so one is becoming a dentist <laughs> nice <laughs> so uh shannon and i are actor writers creatives and then my sister below shannon robin is studying fashion like advertising but yeah. she also she also knits oh nice. yeah so she like makes her own clothes and um, so she's really creative in that sense and then our youngest sister she's like the baby she just started uni in edinburgh oh and she's doing um oral science so she's gonna like train in dentistry and yeah. stuff so we're like thank god our, <laughs> my parents are like she will bring in some money eventually yeah. <laughs> but that's i mean it's so good four sisters that's i know incredible. it is yeah no it's so special you know my mom used to always say it as well she was like look it's so great to have such good friends but your sisters will always be your sisters mm. and it's so interesting that the two of you went to new york london yeah how was that adjusting to that different i mean you were saying the zoom thing is just yeah it's hard like it, even like when we did our reading in September in Cork we were both home for probably like the longest period like we were home for like two months together I think we both said as well it was like the first time we didn't like hate being at home for so long yeah. which usually we're like get me out of here I need to you know so that was re a really weird experience then when Shannon went back to New York first and then I went back to London and I was like oh you get it's, it was so weird getting used to having you around all the time yeah but I think we're just you know I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be now anyway. Um, but it is hard sometimes, yeah. Having 
a close family, which it sounds like yours mm. is, and then feeling that your passion is taking you far away from them yeah. can be so difficult. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm lucky that everything I'm interested in is in London. Mm. But I'm looking at moving out and I'm just thinking like all of these little moments where I have breakfast with my parents. I know, yeah. Or where like we just chill in front of the telly, yeah. even though we're all scrolling on our phones. That's gonna... together though. Yeah. Exactly. It's gonna have to become intentional yeah. later. Yeah. Um that's I mean, part of the really difficult bit of growing up. Right. Absolutely, yeah. Even like I was saying earlier, like that even something as simple as like having a garden or like you know yeah. moving here like I don't have like an outdoor space and I come from somewhere where sitting outside of my back garden and like watching the cows and I'm like I'm home you know yeah. so like not having that stuff as well is really hard and like like you said like sitting I think actually just sitting down watching tv with my parents is something I actually weirdly like took for granted yeah and it's something so simple yeah it's those moments of just like sitting um like you said you might not even be like interacting but they're the things I think you miss when you live away from home oh absolutely and my parents moved so far away so my grandparents are all really far okay yeah and it's traveling to see them mm. and it's like a week straight where you're trying to fit in a year's worth of an experience have you ever explored your relationship with your family outside of you know your sisters in the creative work that you do or is that something you've more kept to yourself I think Shannon has actually touched on um like our relationship my granny is Polish yeah and uh, like we've learned so many incredible stories um in the last year even um of our family and like our family's history and Shannon's actually written a tv show um about that yeah. which is really special you know and I, like it's something that it's only now that I'm like so proud that I have family from like you know from Poland or from from wherever but just to understand and learn their history mm. um my granddad as well on my mum's side used to act like he used to go and do like poetry and perform yeah. and like he'd be performing to an audience like none of his family or anything was there watching him and he would just he had such a like he has such a hard work ethic mm. um so I definitely think there's stories that we would like to tell yeah has your play become biographical or I wouldn't say biographical. There's yeah. definitely moments, I suppose, even subconsciously that have become mm. trickled in, that have become, you know, yeah. real life scenarios. Even my granny was sitting in the audience um, of one of our readings and she was like, that's me. Like every time <laughs> there's a granny in the show and it's a really yeah. prominent part. But I wouldn't say auto autobiographical, but there are moments like um, we've made this story that like it, it's a queer story about Sam, but it's yeah. just part of the story it's not this mm. big like you know thing and that was something I think consciously we wanted to um have as part of the story like Shannon is queer and she had said like she wishes growing up she had seen stories that it was just part of the story yeah. where these relationships and stories you know it wasn't like this massive big deal mm. um I think that was like a conscious through line of like that that storyline of Sam wanting to just be part of her experience and part of her life as are so many other things yeah. um and there's grief and there's love and there's like both of us have experienced friendships evolving in so many different ways you know I've had friends that I thought would be friends forever that I'm unfortunately not friends anymore with but I've had friends that I've met like last year that I'm like so oh my god I can be funny myself more than anyone around you so you know yeah it friendship is a huge part of the show as well because I suppose it's something both of us have related to so much. I don't like watching shows, movies, 
where one facet mm. is the entire thing. Yeah. And I think with sexuality and queerness, especially, it becomes the focal point because it is important to have that representation. Mm. But at the same time, it makes it feel so big yeah. and makes it harder for people who might be struggling with that to accept Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you normalize it, rather than it just being, this is a story yeah. about a gay person, or this <laughs> yeah, is a story yeah, yeah. about someone who's transgender. Yeah. It just being like, this is a story about a person. Oh, by the way, we're covering the fact that they're this, yeah. or they're this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it stops being a big thing. It starts being normal. Other people have been there. They're writing about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's really lovely to hear. And yeah. I think it's really important as well. You've got to get really comfortable with the journey. Mm. And I mean, the journey is years and years. And the moment that you've been aiming for is what, minutes, seconds? Literally, yeah. Days, yeah. Moments, at least. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing up, because I was like, oh my God, this actress is in a movie. And now I know about her, so she's huge, completely ignoring her. Absolutely, yeah. Acting for 15 years. she got years, to where she is, yeah. Having to do movies she didn't necessarily like, or, you know, having to be in situations mm. that she was like, oh, I don't want to be here, actually. Yeah. Um, and so I was expecting that that would happen for me, where I would... Pick a thing, and a week later, the thing would pick me back. Yeah. <laughs> um, when actually, it's kind of like you pick a thing. Oh, you give up upon it a billion times. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're still standing, then it picks you back. Yeah. Oh, at like eleven, I used to go to shows. Like, but I, I'd be like in the at, at like halftime, I'd be like start singing like popular. I'd start like singing, thinking like the person next to me, like this yeah. middle-aged man in a suit, was like some famous director. Yeah. He was gonna like. And like that never happened, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but it's mad. What you, I bet, like, I thought, like, you know, I was not, like, and I do think it's important to talk about that part because, you know, you don't get taught that part in school, yeah. even in like drama school and stuff. You get, like, you know, not that it's all going to be okay, but you're kind of, you know, you're in a bubble. Yeah. And coming out of that bubble can be really scary and overwhelming. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we went on a trip when we were, I was 14. My sister was 12. This is such an embarrassing story and I'm so scared people I went to school with are going to watch. Um, I decided I was going to be an actress and that I was going to be scouted while I was in LA. Love we it, were yeah. in LA for three days. <laughs> Not even three full days, just three days. Um, and I wore like these little Hollister shorts and a stained Hollister top. And, I walked up. and before we went on this trip, I told everyone at school, say bye. We had a leaving party for me because I was... Determined, I was going to get scouted. Yeah, and stay there. They would have to stay there, like permanently move from the day they scouted me. And so we came back from the trip. Um, Even funny. Oh God, I can't believe I'm saying this. I hope I edit it out later. We our our plane. They'd always oversold the tickets. They were like, "We've got four tickets left. We'll pay you to stay behind." And I was like to my parents, we have to stay. What if the scout sees me today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we got on the plane. Um, I was not scouted and I had to go back to school after the someone. <laughs> and everyone's like, so why didn't you move? And I was like, um, I don't know. It's so crazy. The house sale fell through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just some other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I didn't apply to a single thing. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't look up auditions. <laughs> I just walked through Beverly Hills yeah. and thought, that they would pick me. But why, like, that, that, like, sense of, but why wouldn't it happen at, like, whatever age that was? We lose that so much, yeah. like, and, you know, when we get to, like, our 20s, that I, like, I want, so I'm trying to, like, get some of that back, that thing of, like, yeah. you know. The audacity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that we lose that kind of 
assumption everything will work out for yeah, us it's crazy like i'm like i'm so sorry to be here today so sorry that <laughs> yeah. i exist guys don't look at me <laughs> i'm really sorry to be taking up space yeah i'm so sorry that like i am here yeah everyone's looking around like i should not be here these people are so great yeah it's kind of like when actors um accept an award like, i can't believe i'm in this category of amazing people i know yeah, it's yeah. like okay well someone's got to believe it at some point exactly like, someone's setting someone's the got... standard yeah exactly <laughs> it can't just be meryl streep yeah <laughs> being like yeah i deserve this how do you, I mean, you probably don't have an answer. Probably no one does. Mm. But in those moments where you're like, do I belong here? Is that when you look to your sister? Is that when you look to yourself? Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I think it varies. Like there was a moment um, in April where I had a really small role in this like really big film. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do it. Like, I, oh, oh my God. Like, and it was literally like such a small thing. But to me, it was so big. And I remember just being like, no, and I remember it's self-talk. I've actually tried to get better at like self-talk. And I'm like, mm. no, Megan, you deserve to be here just yeah. like everyone else. And I, like, and I think I've gotten better at that. It's still not, you know, it's yeah. still not to where I think I want it to be or whatever. But yeah, Shannon, like if I, I like Shannon as well, will help if we're, we're both like, what the hell are we doing? I'd like imposter yeah. syndrome, 100%. Um, and it's even that thing of like, I'm not that like you know that thing of like going into a room and selling yourself oh yeah so bad at it I can't hate do it. it don't want to do it ever yeah. like I'm like in the court and I'm like chatting but I have anything to do that it isn't my career yeah yeah and I'm like oh my god I love your outfit yeah what's your favorite food yeah and it's like and I do think there's that balance of like not becoming that person that's like oh yeah, hire know. me you know because <laughs> you can read it a mile off yeah. and then also though having the confidence to be confident in talking about yeah. yourself. That doesn't have to be in a way that's cocky or, you know. Yeah, which is where I think that blind trust of, it might not be the best, but it's it's what I'm doing. Yeah. Do you find you've like talked to people in the industry and you're like, okay, there's something you want from me. And in the meantime, you can also tell like, you genuinely actually just care about what you're yeah. saying. Or absolutely. And I think there's people like I've gone to festivals I've been with people as well, like who say I've acted in films with that I've gone to festivals with who I'm like, I'll let them talk because they're that's their thing. Yeah. Um, but then I can also tell when you're talking to someone and they really don't have any interest in what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not gonna bother trying to why why, you know, yeah, trying to sell something that you're not even wanting to, you know, interested in at all. Um so yeah, I think it's a hard thing because it's like I've gone to some of those events or like, you know meet directors or meet agents and stuff and it's like you're always that you're the one that's trying to like make them think that you've got something that they want yeah um which is a hard thing because we don't get taught that part so it's like you know you can do the thing yeah but how do you let them know that you can do the thing when you know they haven't maybe seen the thing where so yeah it's a thing I'm constantly battling with that idea of and the power dynamic is so humbling as well Shannon last week got offered like this ADing job in a film and she was like but I don't have the experience like as much as I like I don't have the proper experience and I was like Shannon there's people out there doing that job that have less experience than you do but they're doing it yeah you have to just do it and you will learn I think you have to just it's that thing as well of like throwing yourself into things mm. whether you feel like you're ready or not yeah you're never going to be ready and so it's so weird that our like default setting is we're in the wrong place and what yeah because the people interviewing us, casting us, 
funding us know what they're doing exactly and they can see through lies they can see through in like disingenuous situations so for us to think i'm such a good liar i've managed to get through that literally like yeah (laughs) it's a testament to our acting exactly (laughs) like they want you to do well like they need you know like like and I'm always starting to realise that now, even like casting directors, I would put on such a pedestal and I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Hi, nice to meet you. So sorry for being here. Like, blah, 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 blah. But now I'm like, you know what? You need someone to fill this role. Yeah. I hope it's me. If it's not, I hope it's someone, do you know? Yeah. Like, it's not a personal thing usually at all. It's just about going in there and like owning the space and just, yeah, understanding that like they've called you in because they're looking for something maybe similar to what you have to bring. Yeah. You know, it is a lot of it's out of our control, but I think... It's controlling the controllables. Just be an otter. Because like yeah. you lay back and you let the current take you. And at the end of the day, if you try and hold on to a branch, you're going to end up like ripping your arm out of its socket, trying to stay in that. a stagnant place. Yeah. And it's just letting go. And I've, because I'm not particularly religious, but I do need to think that something else is in control that isn't mm. me. Otherwise, mm. I'll make everyone's lives around me hell. So, yeah. And so I'm like, I think I'm just going to refer to fate, yeah. the universe. Yeah. Like, Maybe it wasn't for me. Yeah. I'm a big, yeah, the universe. Hopefully, like, and I remember Shannon and I are very much so into like the universe and like yeah. um, believing that like what's meant for us. Yeah. What's meant for me will never miss we'll me. Will never miss me. But then a lot of things are missing me. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know if I believe that anymore. I mean, are we sure the universe yeah, is yeah, yeah. working? Yeah. Because that feels like it should have hit yeah, me. Like, come back, come back. <laughs> yeah. And so, then sometimes yeah. it rounds around and it hits you in the back of the head. And you're like, where did oh, you come yeah, from? Yeah. Right? Absolutely, yeah. But it is. I think it's nice to have something, you know, whatever that may be for whoever. Just to know that it's not just you. Because yeah. otherwise, it's crazy. I love hearing stories of like actors directors writers experiencing the failure that almost broke them absolutely yeah i'm like i feel like i'm constantly in that bit so um it's really comforting to hear other people being like oh i I said sat myself down and said this is the one where if it doesn't if it doesn't happen i'm I'm going back to yeah to what i was doing before because i think truly successful people say that about every project but never mean it Mm. And they're like, if this doesn't work, I'm walking away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't walk away. When you like eat, breathe, sleep, it's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. You you might walk away for a bit. Yeah. But you'll find yourself frisbeeing back so quickly. Yeah. Do you find that you've had moments where you're like, if it's not this one, it's it's none of them? Absolutely. All of the time. Yeah. Probably once a month. Yeah. Right. It's like crying in my room and I'm like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> yeah. But then it's mad. You get like an email or someone will, someone will contact you. You'll get an yeah. audition. I'm like, I love this. This is the best thing in the world. Yeah. So like not great for the mental health, but like, I'm like, okay, no, this is why, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing. And like, even Ch- like say in July when Chan and I really were like, are, should we be doing this? I remember we both were like, we're inspired as well by the people that it took a bit longer maybe to get to where they want to be. And like, you know, you know it's a it's a long it's a long road you know those people that straight away make it amazing for them but you know there's no story there either and I think like it's inspiring for us as creatives to see people who have you know gone through struggles to get to where they are I think that's what keeps us going as well also the people you collect along the way absolutely yeah that's such I think we get so focused on the goal sometimes we're like we just want to jump up but actually there's more than there's experiences it's like a staircase and at every step you get to meet new people yeah. you get to do new yeah. things and you get to make mistakes yeah absolutely i was so reluctant to make mistakes i had 
like create this little like safe zone for myself and I was like if I step a foot out of her I'll be unsafe I'll make mm. mistakes I won't like what I'm doing and actually I stepped out one foot and I was like hey like it's way nicer out there actually yeah then yeah and then I committed and then I looked back in my box and I was like it's so small it's so cramped it's not got any of the things I love inside yeah, yeah. I, I think it's so easy like I think Shannon and I's personalities differ because Shannon's the one who will take the leap a lot of the time. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, come back. <laughs> yeah. Wait till, wait till yeah. the thing is. And she's she's teaching me like to jump into the thing. Mm. And it's then like, even with New York, like uh, there was honestly part of me that was like, I don't know if we're ready to, to put the script in front of like 140 people. And had we not taken that leap, like, yeah. I don't know where of course that would be now, do you know? Yeah. And even with the TikTok, like Shannon had, had her own TikTok page. She makes dresses as well. She's highly creative and talented. <laughs> but she, so she had been used to TikTok and I was like, I can't do it. It's, how do you work TikTok? Like at yeah. the start, I was like, you know, an old woman being like, how, what am I doing? <laughs> um, but now I've like, after practice and practice, like, you know, I love it. And like getting to connect with so many people. So like, it's like, if you didn't do those things, like you said, you know, you wouldn't be where you are now. And like, it is all about the experience. Because if you're only working to the goal, like you'll get to the goal and be like, oh, well, I've got to get another goal. You know, yeah, it's never exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And the best thing about that safe zone and that comfort zone, you can walk right back. Absolutely, if it feels yeah. too big, if it feels, Absolutely, the, yeah. that's the reason it's the comfort zone is it's not moving. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's stuck there. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's what I keep reassuring myself is I'm like, I can march back at any point. Yeah. But I'll know I have gone out attempted anyway yeah chosen it yeah um because my sister so but everyone wants to move to london right and she mm. was so desperate to move away for her uni experience and now she's like realizing how great really, london yeah. is like sometimes you need to track out to realize Absolutely. okay what i had was great yeah um and appreciate that and i i don't know if it's the oldest sibling thing of we're so desperate to provide a framework that's followable. Mm. I mean, I know the pressure for just having one sibling. I can't imagine having three sisters yeah. after me. I know how no. that would feel. Yeah. And it's, I mean, even the other day, like, I remember being like to my, one of my, the middle sister, I was like, okay, I'm going to try like, do some more stuff for myself and not like always be there. I mean, I will always be there, but like to not constantly give, you know, so much of my time to like, I would help them hurt with like college things. And she's like, but if I can't ask you, like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, that's your own, do you know? And I felt like guilty or like, oh yeah, there's so much guilt. Yeah, I felt like, like a bad person. And I used to be like that with friends as well. Like I would be such a people pleaser. Like, and I, to my detriment where like, you know, my mom always says you can't pour from an empty cup. And like my cup was empty for so long. It's only like in the last few years that I'm like, you know, it's so important to fill up your own cup because at the end of the day, you're, yeah. it's just you. Yeah, and then almost it, you get into that thing of like the minute there's even like a milli milliliter in the cup, you're like, oh my God, else. there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it was, and I love my sister more than anything mm. and I don't want her to go through Absolutely. that Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, let me make my own mistakes. I'm like, but they're painful and yeah. it hurts. Even with relationships <laughs> and stuff and I'm, and I'm like, but I have to let you, you know, yeah, learn and lose and, you know, grieve yeah. and, you know. Do your own, become exactly. your own person exactly. and not my shadow. And I say this in like the most yeah. lo loving way possible. I think for so long, I was, I'd stuck her behind me and I was so injured because I was taking all the hits and she was like, 
behind me, like almost a shell of who I was mm. because I'd only let her see past almost like the what you cut out of the yeah. door that she could only get through if she yeah. had my shape. And it's only in her That's time. actually so true. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, yeah, and I she went to uni and she came back. And I think this is why our relationship improved so much. She'd become her own person. Mm. So I couldn't resent the bits of her that resembled me oh, yeah, that I forced her yeah. to become. Yeah. And I was like, you are funny in your own right. You are so intelligent and such an amazing human being. And you've learned from my mistakes, which I almost felt like a proud mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you've done me so proud. Um, that's what I think I really connected with you and your page was you're an older sister. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, and so much of it spoke to the situation I was in. And I think we really need to have those conversations. Mm. It's actually just that morsel of I'm connecting with someone on the other side of the world who has had a similar experience. Yeah, yeah. And that's what art's about. Exactly. And I think, you know, that idea of success, like for us, we always say like, I would love to be financially stable in what I'm doing so I don't yeah. have to work in what I'm, you know, my side job, but, and to be able to connect with people and yeah. make them feel seen and heard. Yeah. And then we're doing, that's, you know, I'll be happy. I did, because because I am relatively young, white, mm. look British. Mm. I've had so much representation that mm. I misplaced the value of it. Absolutely, yeah. I'm similar, I'm similar to you, yeah. It's everywhere. I mean, I can see yeah. people that look like me everywhere. And it was only when I started to think about the things I care about. Mm. Um, for example, being Bulgarian, mm. It was such a big I was like well I'm not seeing representation of it anywhere it mustn't be important so I'm just going to leave that behind absolutely yeah and then Nina Dobrev who's a Bulgarian yeah, uh, actress yeah. I saw a YouTube video of her speaking Bulgarian and I was like oh my god like why am I crying that's really yeah, funny no, yeah. and I was like she's done the thing that I really wanted to do at the time mm. um now I would rather die than be an actress <laughs> I think it's too hard Fair. I really appreciate yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. um and so that's when I started to, and obviously it's a privilege to be able to neglect I know. representation yeah, in that yeah, way. Yeah, of course, yeah. But it was only when it was that really small thing. And then I started looking at it in other ways, like, okay, sisterhood. Yeah. Or being the oldest sibling. Yeah. Can you speak to, I don't know, maybe a moment where you realise, like, oh, there's more to me than I'm just this cut and paste box I see everywhere. Yeah, like, I think when I left college and I moved to London, I think I had like a, a crisis. Yeah. I was like, who am I? Like, I've been fr like, and as well, like I had such good friends in school. Like I was so lucky. I didn't, I didn't struggle with like bullying or anything. And I, I think, but I think when I moved to London, like I was subconsciously changing and maybe mm -hmm. some of my friends weren't. And so I felt what's happening here. Everything was yeah. fine. And like, I was in the comfort zone and everything was like cushy and nice and, um, and then I moved and I was like, oh, like, again, who am I? What do I like? Like, you know, who am I outside of? And as well, like, Cork is so small where I'm from. Like, I remember I, I'd be walking down the street, like, you're more than likely going to see three or four people that you know. Yeah. So it's like people know you for what they know you for. Um, and honestly, I don't, like, I'm still discovering that. Like, and I, I think I, I want to put more time into, like, understanding and like giving myself time to like discover who I am outside of like as well outside of like as a performer and as a creative because I do think that is a massive part of my identity 
and so I don't ever want my other sides of my life to lack because I've given yeah. so much time to it yeah but it's also that thing of like you know I was just watching the David Beckham documentary and I've seen it and it's like he gave his whole life like he didn't he didn't go out with his friends like yeah and it's like where is that level of like you know how much time do you give to something to, you know and I, I know a lot of it is I do a lot of it is luck and being in the right place the right time for stuff to happen but yeah it's like finding that balance between giving it your all working in a job you have to pay your bills yeah and then also trying to trying to live yeah. and trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. like experience stuff and like meet new people and fall in love and like you know there there's so much to it it's like and I know it's kind of over- overwhelming now when I say it out loud but it's also kind of lovely and great and exciting yeah. that there you know there is so much to life you know outside of yeah I was always a big like oh I just need to do this to find myself or do this to yeah. find myself and then I listened to this talk and it's like you're not finding yourself you're creating yourself yeah like every decision so that you true. make you know, there isn't a version of yourself 10 years from now that's out there that you just need to walk into. Yeah, it's like, a, like there, there you are. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, now we merge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's actually just like every decision you make informs who you are, yeah. whether you're happy with that decision or whether you wish you could have taken it back. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm like. It's a good thing to be tired at the end of your day because you've been making so many decisions. You've got so much closer mm. to creating yourself. Yeah. Um, And that I was finding... I was so full of energy all the time with nowhere to put it. And now I'm tired. Like sometimes like I, I went into London today and I was on my feet all day and yeah. then I got to, I'm getting to speak to you yeah. and later I'll be tired. And I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah. It means I've given at least like 90%. Um, so true. So true to think of it like that though, because you yeah. wouldn't, you know, you're like, oh, I'm exhausded. It's raining. It's such, yeah. You know, like there, there are so many things that you can, you can see things in such a different way. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Perspective is an incredible yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, it has been so lovely to talk to you. Aww. 